0: Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Frontline, which was recorded live at the Cranston Social Justice Conference 2023. It involved a range of national and international speakers and organisations discussing harm reduction and drug policy, racial injustice, sex workers' rights, domestic abuse, criminal justice, LGBTQ plus inclusion, housing, homelessness, young people's services, dealing with economic instability in the charity sector and many many more areas as you can imagine it was fantastic so great to see such positivity and uh, meet a range of people both that we knew and that we've never met before so it was absolutely fantastic and we hope you enjoy Welcome to frontline on tour because today we are in the uh social justice conference 2023 by cranston and i'm here of course with as always with uh andrew hello hello brighton is chillier than i remembered <laughs> yes, it's a very uh it's a very cold day here in uh the end of February. But we have a stall, we're launching our new Trauma Informed Learning Tool and just having a good mingle, talking to people throughout the uh, throughout the weekend. So hopefully we'll get some interviews as we go along. Andrew,
1: what are you looking forward to the most? Um, I think the thing I'm looking forward to the most is the chance to actually meet with a whole range of different people, a whole range of different agencies and shameless plug to show off the new learning tool that we've created, which is fantastic. Couldn't have said it better myself. So let's see who we speak to.
2: Hi, I'm Mags Houston. I am here at Cranston's Social Justice Conference on behalf of Drug Science. We are a UK-based drug policy charity we advocate for evidence-based drug policy and what brings me here today is really to represent our charity which is advocating for overdose prevention centres We released a report last year based on a pilot scheme in the town of Sandwell in the UK which went to demonstrate that we believe overdose prevention centres could be hugely beneficial to society. Currently, overdose prevention centres are illegal under UK law. They are essentially seen as condoning drug use. We at Drug Science believe that people are going to take drugs, whether we like it or not, and we cannot stop drug use so we want to try and enable safer drug use. We believe that overdose prevention centres are a crucial part of that puzzle. So in addition to the harm reduction work that we do, which obviously forms the focus of of why we're here um, in Brighton this weekend, the two key pillars I suppose of our outputs are research and education. We run lots of events around the UK. We speak to students, members of the public, organisations within the field to really band together and tell the truth about drugs. The research we do we do focuses primarily on medical cannabis and medical psychedelics at the moment. So we're really at the forefront of pushing what we believe are incredibly beneficial alternative medicines which should not be alternative they should be in the mainstream they have uh, undoubt un- like uh, they have ev- there is evidence there that we cannot we cannot uh argue with frankly so we're showing that actually the science backs up the use of these of these medicines at drug science we run the largest medical cannabis registry in in europe we're at three and a half thousand patients right now and what that is doing is gathering data on patients in the uk to demonstrate the effectiveness of medical cannabis products which are legal in the uk and have been since 2018. At the moment in the UK, though, we're at a stage where although medical cannabis is legal, patients are not able to access it through the NHS. It's legally possible to do so but doctors are not prescribing, nor are they empowered to prescribe. There are a lot of re- lots of reasons for that. And another thing is that people and doc- clinicians alike are not educated in the benefits of medical cannabis. So the research that we're doing is helping to add to that evidence, uh, evidence base. And we're really hoping that in the future we'll see better access for everyone, hopefully through the NHS, uh, to, to access medical cannabis. And then on the psychedelic side of things, we're really pushing for uh, the rescheduling of psychedelics. So currently under UK law, they're deemed as uh, having no medicinal value. So this means that they're in schedule one. We are advocating for their rescheduling to schedule two, which means that they would become much much easier and actually more cost effective as well to research and so um, we can add to the already uh, extensive research of the last kind of 10-15 years by uh, by institutions such as Imperial College London, UCL, King's who are doing amazing work in psychedelic research but we need more and the governments are continuing to call for clinical trials and uh, you know, randomised controlled trial evidence in order to make that crucial law change.
3: Um, I'm Mel and I work for the Oasis Project in Brighton. Um, So we're a women's substance misuse service um, and we give um help and advice and support to women and families um, affected by uh, drugs or alcohol um and alongside that we also provide services for um women who work in the sex industry um we're brighter the large part of the project is brighton based but we also have base in east sussex in hastings where we also offer um some similar services so Uh. and I manage the sex workers outreach project there Um, and I'm here because um, in my role um, I'm seeing an increasing amount of social injustice so um, this um, conference provides quite good space to meet like-minded people hear about new ideas and innovations um, and to just reflect on what we're already doing what we're what we're doing well and what we're doing not
4: so well and how we can improve so So hi I'm I'm Dan Ryan from uh, safe lives we're a um, secondary organization and we are ultimately it's um, looking at domestic abuse and ultimately eradicating domestic abuse is our, is our kind of message, if you like. Um, the reason we're here, ultimately, it's to um, a bit of networking in terms of looking at the drug field and how that matches in, in line with messaging with regards to domestic abuse in that sector. But also it's very much about looking about that multi-agency approach and what that means in terms of survivors and families who are experiencing domestic abuse, but also the other factors around that. Um, and we know that some of that may be substance misuse as well, so it 's very much about ensuring that our messaging is key to um, to what 's happening within the drug sector and the yeah the substance use sector as well really, um, and just making sure that we 're in line our messaging lines up um, and hopefully hopefully through through this particular event and more in the future is' very much about ensuring that we can work together. Because we are really, really focused on that multi-agency approach, and we know as a sector, but also in the wider, the wider context, we haven't got that right yet, um, and there's still a lot of work to do with that. Um, so yeah, that's kind of that's kind of the messaging at the moment, I think. Okay. There's been lots of opportunities to network. Um, th- 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 what we're finding is, so in terms of the kind of social justice element as well, there's a lot of similarities in terms of the peer-to-peer work that we're doing you know we we really look looking at the authentic voice element within domestic abuse um and how that translates in terms of embedding survivor voice and informing practice and i know that actually the drug world is further ahead than i would say the domestic abuse world as well so that's really interesting to look at that the mirroring but also the progression of where it can go um Yeah, and I I think it's it's going really, really well. I think think there's going to be some more opportunities, actually, as we go today and tomorrow to really kind of look at supporting each other and then, yeah, see how it goes.
5: Um, So I'm Abby McGregor, I'm from the Forward Trust, which is started as a custodial um, substance misuse service 12-step based Um, and now we do a little bit of everything really, Um, community, substance services, residential, custodial, employment, I could carry on housing, blah blah blah, you name it we do it. Um, So me and my colleagues came here basically to be part of the conversation Really. If I could be so broad and kind of empty at the same time, Um, but it's just a really good opportunity to get together and hear what other people are doing. In the commissioning structure and environment that we're in, it's often introduces a bit of competition between service providers, which is inevitable and the government's fault, Um, (laughs) but and it also means that we're not collaborating or discussing things as freely as we should be doing, Um, and it's been wonderful actually to have the opportunity to be part of some more uncomfortable conversations that need to happen. And it's been great, it's been great to see what other people are doing too and it's been very very refreshing to be in a group of people that all want something to change, Um, so yeah I'm feeling quite, quite bolstered by that.
6: Um, yeah. So my name is uh, Peter Crycan. I uh, currently uh, work for Cranston. I um, my job title is a fundraising lead. Uh, not entirely sure that should be my job title. Um, I love working for Cranston though because as an organisation, you know, I think they're really promoting. The need to swing the pendulum from, you know, abstinence and recovery-focused services back towards more core services um, of harm reduction and reducing harm and, and, and keeping people safe. Um, and also things like body, body autonomy and, you know, people's individual rights and, uh, uh, you know, respecting people's, um, you know, decisions if they, they want to take drugs that, you know, they that it shouldn't be illegal or they shouldn't be criminalised for doing so. Um, In terms of this event, you know that I came up with the idea about five months ago um, after coming into a a, a new role with Cranston, because I was previously a project lead on a different project, and I just thought what I want to do personally with this event is bring multiple organisations together who are normally competing against other each other you know for tenders and contracts to be in the same room to say actually what we need to do more of is we need to collaborate um, we need to look at collaboration compassion and commitment within the sector rather than competition and um and also bring multiple sort of areas together which are often looked at as in silos. So things like, you know, the, the, the focus on sex worker rights here, you know, domestic abuse services, young people services, you know, like um, those are the types of things that are so often intersectioned, um, which now hopefully um, as part of this conference and moving forward after this conference we can start to view as some some th- things that need to be tackled together as social justice movements, um, like the, the need for people who use drugs to be at the centre of a social justice movement to be their own um, peers, you know, in terms of um, not relying on um, pe- peers or the, 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 the need for a peer to be somebody that previously used drugs because that's how we have up until this point referred to our peers um, when actually often um, the people who are the best peers and the best people to work with others are the people who are still active in that circle.
0: So what's what's your hope after this then what's your your hope after this conference the next steps
6: I think after this conference I hope people take away that they've had a really good time that they've been able to learn at this conference but also have a little bit of fun and a little bit of enjoyment and I think you know the the, the fact that this conf- conference is is over a weekend a friday saturday sunday you know when People work often Monday to Friday, and they they don't want to, you know, be doing stuff at the weekends. I think it shows that there's so there is a massive amount of commitment in the field that people are here over a Friday, Saturday, Sunday when they've obviously just finished a, a week's worth of work, you know. Um, and I want people to take away from this that, you know, there's so much commitment in the field, there's so much desire, um, and given the opportunity, you know, we can make a difference. You know, we can make a difference. Um, and hopefully, people start looking forward to next year's social justice conference. Planning already? I, I think it's something that I, I, I really think we can do annually. I think um, you know, as as long as we can get to the, the point where, hopefully, uh, it's not going to cost the organisation money. You know, Cranston is not a, a massive organisation. You know, we're not um, one of the. The the big sort of treatment providers in the UK, you know, we've got, obviously, we're a a reasonable size, um, but we're not one of the ones that are turning over, you know, hundreds of millions of pounds per year. You know, so we can't afford to, like, lose lots and lots of money every year running a big conference. But I think I only had five months to plan this. Um, if we decide that we're going to do one next year, which I think the general consensus from the, the management that are here is that it's been really good so far and we probably would do another one, um, is that if we have a full year to, to, to set it up and run it, we could hopefully you know at least break even with it in terms of getting another few tables you know all, all we would need is another few exhibitors you know and so even in this room here there would be space for another five or six uh, exhibitors here you know if we got another five or six organizations involved which would mean another 30 or 40 registrations you know like then we would be in that position where we could do it um, next year and you know not lose any money and, and provide the same thing, you know, a space where people can come, they feel comfortable together, you know, everybody's kind of got the same goals and aspirations, um, ultimately to, to, to help support people's, make people's lives better, I know some, some people here may have a different understanding of how that is going to be achieved, um, you know, and I think a lot of uh, our own beliefs and narratives have to be challenged. I mean, I've massively challenged my own belief system in the last three or four years. You know, coming from a place of long-term abstinence recovery myself. You know, like I challenged that idea. and I challenged the, the 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 what I now see is the stigmatizing language of things like addict and alcoholic and, you know, addiction and, um, you know, I've challenged myself on that and I've thought to myself, you know, th- where these terms come from and how they, they actually derive from, like, you know, things like slavery and stuff, you know, and to keep people down, you know, we, we, we give them these labels where, um, you know, and, and often, you know, some of my own experiences over 20 years of, um, drug dependency and, you know, and and times where I was um, Abstinent and not, um, is that often you know it was it was put to me that you know that my drug dependency was linked to this like. A uh, disease that I had, you know, this addiction, disease, that I was an addict, that, you know, that I, um, my problems were of my own making and, and that, you know, the root of my problems was my selfishness and self-centredness, you know, and it wasn't often links to the fact that actually, you know, maybe the, the being brought up in an area of deprivation and, and, and being, uh, Experiencing some things uh, uh, in early life that, uh, that you know children shouldn't experience, and you know, and um, those sorts of things were, were more uh, responsible for the reason that I wanted to take drugs to the point where uh, you, you know uh, I, I was able to escape from the, the reality that I was living in, and you know that actually, you know, given enough support and enough uh, c- community around me. Um, you know, I could actually control um, and manage um, drug or alcohol or other drug use. You know, and I think I, I think we're we're now at a point where, after 50 years of uh, constant and hardcore prohibition through the Misuse of Drugs Act um, 1971, that we're we're starting to finally realise it that, that most of the harms that come from drug use are associated with prohibition and an unregulated and untested market of drugs and then the criminalization of people who do use drugs so the the cycle of sending people to prison and you know the revolving dory in and out of the criminal justice system um, for somebody's own bodily autonomy, uh, autonomy. So
1: that was the uh, Cranston Social Justice Conference 2023 from Brighton. Um, had an absolutely amazing time and thank you so much to every single person who took the time to come speak to us over the weekend. Um, on a personal note, a special thanks to um, Peter Kraken, one of the most interesting human beings I think I've ever met. Uh, Dr Julian Shorter, who came up to speak to us and had some lovely kind words. Uh, and also honorary mentions to impressive presentations from Zoe Dodd and uh, the double feature from Release and Unjust UK with a special guest Denzel. Absolutely amazing stuff all weekend. Um, really energising to see so many passionate people get together and yes, yeah, share some incredible new ideas and insightful information. Can't wait to see what's next. And yeah, really looking forward to uh, meeting many, if not all, of those people again this point, I guess all that's left to say is thank you very much for listening.
0: And one last time, we just want to thank Cranston for putting on such a wonderful um, social justice conference. If you are interested in Cranston's work, go to cranston.org, which is cranstou org. The U always catches me out, so make sure you put that in. Cranston.org for further information on what they do. So thank you very much, and we look forward to welcoming you to the next Frontline. Goodbye.